whether you are starting a business or running a business, maybe you're producing a podcast like The Kara Golden Show. Let's face it, it's always way harder than one might expect. Lots of little details, meticulous planning, producing product, guest coordination, editing, promoting each episode. It's all a ton of work. Managing merchandise, managing cases and book sales too, layer after layer of complexity. And if you're like me, looking for ways to operate more efficiently and effectively is the name of the game. That's why I'm going to let you in on a little secret. ShipStation, the tool that is here to help you and you need to know all about it. With ShipStation, you can integrate with all the places you sell online, optimize your shipping, save costs and time. Personally, ShipStation has been a lifesaver for me. Its automation features allow me to manage orders from anywhere and print shipping labels with just a click. Seriously, it's that easy. And the cost savings? Unbelievable. With discounts up to 89% off carrier rates, you can't go wrong. Significant savings. And who doesn't want that? An easy-to-use dashboard, robust reporting. Oh, and did I mention that over 130,000 companies have leveraged ShipStation to grow their businesses? Not much churn either. 98% of them stay with ShipStation because it truly works. ShipStation is it. So if you're ready to streamline your shipping process and focus more on what you love, head over to ShipStation.com the innovative tool that helps turn your shipping challenges into opportunities for growth. Go to ShipStation.com and use code CARA to sign up for your free 60-day trial. That's ShipStation.com, code CARA. Use code CARA for a free 60-day trial. That's ShipStation.com, promo code CARA. We're really focused on making sure that we're giving the right experience to that customer, whether it's the parent or the student. I am unwilling to give up, that I will start over from scratch as many times as it takes to get where I want to be. I want to be. You just want to make sure you will get knocked down, but just make sure you don't get knocked out. Knocked out. So your only choice should be go focus on what you can control. 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 Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Kara Golden Show. Join me each week for inspiring conversations with some of the world's greatest leaders. We'll talk with founders, entrepreneurs, CEOs, and really some of the most interesting people of our time. Can't wait to get started. Let's go. Let's go. Hi, everyone. It's Kara Golden from The Kara Golden Show, and I'm so excited to have my next guest here. Very, very thrilled. I'm a huge fan of their brand, and I uh, I can't say that I uh, was using their brand when I was in college, but I've definitely used it for my own kids and my nieces and nephews as well. And uh, it's a brand that you may or may not be familiar with. Hopefully, you're familiar with it, but if not, you have to order from it. It's called Dormify. So if you're sitting here stressing out about what do you get for your kid or your friends, kids, or whatever for their dorm room. I mean, it's just the most amazing site. And we're so excited to have the co-founders here 
uh, Amanda and Karen Zuckerman, who are actually a mother and daughter duo, which is so, so fun. And Karen has, Karen is actually the co-founder and chairman now. And the daughter, the daughter, Amanda, uh, is the co-founder and CEO. So I'm thrilled that they came to chat with us a bit. Um, and we're going to learn so much from them, but just a little bit of background a little more background on Dormify. So they're a direct-to-consumer, small space decorating venture for college students and people looking to decorate their apartments as well. I got one of those too. And uh, when Amanda was preparing to go off to school in 2009, she and her mother, Karen, were frustrated with the dorm shopping experience and there wasn't one easy solution. And that's when they decided we need to go figure this out. So 12 years later, they are co-founders and, as I mentioned, executives at, at Dormify. And I am so thrilled to hear everything from them. And and just, I love hearing the stories behind the brands and how they got started. But all of the learnings, for sure. So welcome, you guys. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Yeah, totally excited. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about the beginning years. So, you know, mom and daughter team, what, like, what were you, what were you doing? Karen, what, like, let's start with you. What was your background? Like, how did you think about even starting? How did we get here? Yeah. How did you get here? Well, I, when I was 24, I started my own agency. So a creative agency. I started myself. Um, I was a graphic designer. I went to Penn State and I just started doing freelance work and started to get clients and then built this business over the last really 33 years. And I um, actually sold that business in 2018 to WPP. And I'm recently retired from that business and back into Dormify. But at the time, when Amanda was going off to college, I was full force into my creative agency, running that business. Um, you know, I was a creative director. I worked really closely with clients. And Amanda and I were out shopping for her dorm room. And we really couldn't find what we were looking for because Amanda was like, she had style and she wanted something different. She didn't want a bed in a bag. And so we went from shop to shop um, looking for, you know, a lot of different things and we couldn't find it all in all in one place. So I'll let Amanda kind of jump in here. Yeah. I mean, we were honestly just standing in Bed Bath & Beyond and you have to buy twin XL bedding for college. That's the required bed size. And for a lot of people, you've never heard of twin XL mm -hmm. before and it's just like so foreign. And I couldn't believe that there wasn't beds out there or bedding out there that was in this size that was really cool. And just like you want to buy a cool pair of jeans or a cool jacket or a cool pair of shoes, I wanted a cool comforter. And it just didn't exist. So I, in Bed Bath & Beyond, stood next to my mom and said, I can't believe this isn't something that already exists. We should go design our own line of bedding. And then she said, okay, <laughs> let's do it. Let's just and do I it. don't think like every mother out there would say that, but she did. And what happened next was we decorated my dorm room, um, of course, did my side of the of the room and my roommate's side of the room. And it looked really great. And we ended up just curating pieces from all, the, all these different stores. And at the time, that wasn't so easy because we were not really shopping online and just going 
to um, all of these brick and mortar stores. I based my entire room around one pillowcase that I liked and it was very inefficient. So um, in addition to like the product that didn't exist, it was also just a very, it, it, this is like such a life moment for students yeah. going off to college. And I'm the oldest um, child in our family. So no one had been there before. And I was really looking for like that older sister advice that um, you want when you're moving into this very um, important transition. So how often have you thought about learning a new language only to be stopped by that memory of yours from the last time you tried to learn a language when it didn't go so well? Okay, maybe it wasn't a language that you were interested in learning, or perhaps all those poorly written textbooks in your sixth grade class weren't that well written after all. I have a great tip for you. It's called Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program around, available on desktop or app, no matter where you choose to learn it or what platform you choose to learn on, Rosetta Stone works and it truly immerses you in the language you choose to learn quicker and easier than you ever imagined to. Maybe you're getting ready to travel abroad this summer and you want to learn a bit of Portuguese, let's say, before your trip. Rosetta Stone can help. I know this firsthand as I did just this before traveling to Portugal last year. I learned Portuguese through Rosetta Stone, and by doing so, I not only got a better grasp of the spoken language of Portugal, but it got me very excited for the trip itself before I went. They even have a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation as you are learning, too. They've got you covered. Rosetta Stone's trusted experts are the real deal. They've been helping people just like you for over 30 years helping millions of people to learn Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, and my favorite, Portuguese. The lessons are five to 10 minutes long and include practical exercises so that you can pick up the language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. No English translations either, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in the language you are focused on, helping you get the long, term retention you are looking for. And who wouldn't want that? Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the Kara Golden Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today, today. Thinking about what's for dinner, but you haven't had a minute to even think about it before now? Well, let's not make that mistake again. I have a tip for you. Factor. Stress-free, delicious, ready-to-eat meals, just perfect for spring and summer yumminess. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes or less. Choose from a weekly menu of 35 options, keto, vegan, veggie, or calorie smart. Factor has you covered. Discover more than 60 add-ons every week too, like breakfast and on-the-go lunch choices, snacks and beverages now too. Stay fueled and feel good all day long with whatever they are creating over at Factor for you. And the best part, each meal is ready to eat in just two minutes or less. 
And who wouldn't want that? Factor is your solution for fast premium meals without the need for cooking. Get started today and fuel up for your spring and summer goals. What are you waiting for? Head to factormeals.com slash golden50 and use code golden50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code golden50 at factormeals.com slash golden50 to get 50% off plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. That's code GOLDEN50 at factormeals.com slash GOLDEN50 to get 50% off plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. The guidance, the tips, what to expect, and all that was missing. So designed my room. It looked great. We realized that no um, or many other students and their parents out in the world, um, they couldn't do this themselves. And we decided after my freshman year to really pursue this idea and first started with what is this brand going to be and what is it going to look like? What is it going to sound like? What is it going to feel like? Um, obviously with my mom's business in her agency and building brands for 30 years, um, that's naturally where we started. And I think not everyone that has an idea goes first to the brand, but we knew that that was important. And um, we started with a content site. So similar to how Glossier started with Emily's blog and um, just content about skincare and beauty, we started talking about dorm decor and college life and um, even just what is going on in a college student's day-to-day just to have that content out on the internet and get proof of concept that students cared about what their dorms looked like because it was 2010 and Instagram was not what it is today. I wasn't posting on Instagram. I was not sharing my outfits. I wasn't sharing my room. Um, So we just didn't know. And I'll pause there because we, we really started as a blog and then from there developed product. So you started it while you were going to college. Yeah, we started it while I was still in school, which I mean, makes sense, right? Because I'm a college student. I have college students all around me as my focus group. And, you know, I started with friends of mine um, writing for this blog and we turned them into style advisors, which is um, what we called our brand ambassadors. And that network of students just grew over time from being my immediate friends to friends of friends. And then quickly a group of strangers that were all like the army that was going to help us launch the brand. But yes, it started while I was in school. That's so fascinating. So were you just picking out people who had like the best rooms? I mean, how did you find these? I mean, that was like the early days, I guess, of brand ambassadors in many ways. Like, how did you think about it? I mean, did you sort of like, did you guys post somewhere to find these people? Or were you just like literally like walking down the hallway and say, she has a cool room. I'm going to ask her like for thoughts or. It was organic. It was really organic. Like it started with, okay, who's a friend of mine from high school that's really style oriented or has a really great writing style. And then I would look at all these different networks between um, my friends, my mom um, and her friends and their kids. And then it would all just be like this network effect of friends of friends and Really quickly, we, you know, of course, started posting things once we had a social presence, but it was very organic and grassroots to get started. I love it. Do you guys still have that program today? We do. And 
it's not really based around contributing to a blog because um, Gen Z consumes content in different ways, but we still have our um, ambassador group and it's gone through a few different um, evolutions over time, just depending on like what is relevant at that given moment. But today we have tons of these content creators out on campus who are um, you know, filming tons of content for our social channels, hosting events on campus, giving us product feedback and participating in many different initiatives that the brand is hosting. I love it. That's, that's such a, I mean, it's so smart. And I bet there's so many students who wanted to kind of show off sort of what they knew about this stuff too, especially, yeah, and, you know, especially when you're just getting that first room done for sure. So, so, so interesting. So when you were like, you went from actually having product then on the site uh, or sorry, you went to having product on the site from having just the blog. What was the transition? I mean, how did you think about that? Were people asking you for suggestions on products on where to buy these things? Well, we, we kind of knew that that was the eventual goal. So we were starting out as a blog to become kind of influencers in the space. And really, so people knew we knew what we were talking about. And in the meantime, behind the scenes, we were, uh, within the agency, we were incubating the brand. So we created the brand. We started working with actually some of the people that were on my team at the agency. We started finding manufacturers. And it was that year that we just hired our first person outside of the agency and Amanda was in school. So Amanda was in school. I was in the agency and we had one full-time person at the time. And that's how we started. We just like went door to door trying to find manufacturers who would help us um, make product. And honestly, we didn't know what we were doing. And this is very funny because people always think that you have to know what you're doing when you're starting we had no idea. Like I was a creative director. She was a student. We were about to make textiles. Everyone said to <laughs> us, you need a merchant. You need a merchant. We're like, we don't even know what a merchant is. Yeah. So it was funny. Um, but be, we were, because we didn't know, we didn't know what we didn't know. We just went out there and did it. And we just said, no, we can do this. We can create a brand. We can make product. We can develop something. And that's basically how we started. We found someone who would make product for us. We designed it and we started making product and we started selling um, in 2011. Yeah. My junior year, I had Dormify product in my room. That's amazing. What were your first products that you guys did? I was just going to say that we, like the transition was actually, yes, like we dove right in, but also took a calculated approach. So the first product line that we had was, um, posters for the wall. And we had this really cool collection um, that was every single letter of the alphabet. And they were all printed, to, made to order. So there was no like inventory commitment up front. We were able to start selling something without having to invest in it. And we had just invested the time in creating the artwork. But people loved it. Um, they mostly would buy their initials. And we had the prints available in every single color and every single piece was almost like an art print. So they would put their initials on the wall. They would put their school name like PSU and that's where we first started. And then um, of course visited the original problem that we were trying to solve with bedding and designed a line of duvet covers and um, 
made our own, you know, exclusive patterns and prints that were going to be printed on those duvet covers. But of course, like knowing nothing about the textile industry, there is a minimum uh, fabric requirement to get an order place. So we took those patterns and cut that fabric into window panels and shower curtains and bed skirts and sheet sets and pillowcases and anything that we could use that pattern for so that we could get the product made. Um, So that was really where we started with our own Dormify branded product. And then we curated and bought from other brands to really create that one-stop shop, which was, um, you know, our original vision. So, What do you think was the most surprising thing about starting your own business? I mean, there's so many aspects of, of that question. I mean, first of all, mother-daughter team, you were a student at the time, which I think is actually, you know, not only awesome on so many levels, but also you were sort of living, you were literally living the brand. I mean, you sort yeah. of thought about it every single day. You were like, you had an instant focus group on sort of what people were thinking about and how often yeah. maybe they changed things out or whatever. Uh, but what do you think was like the the hardest thing in the in the beginning when you were starting that you just sort of had didn't really think about? Mama, let you answer because I'm sure there was things that starting your second business you were still surprised about. <laughs> well, and it was yeah. physical goods too. I mean, yeah. obviously you had totally a blog, different. but when you went into physical physical goods, you know, th- yeah. that's that's a whole different ballgame. Yeah, totally different from my initial business. Um, but in a way, one of the things that I think is a crossover is just like marketing and mm-hmm. making original, making something original and special. So building a brand that had a voice and it connected with people. And that, no matter what, is I think key to a great brand. Mm-hmm. And the product then has to align with that, right? So we had to get, we had to have really good product. So we were really conscious of like the way it felt, you know, the patterns and things being different. So I think what was the most challenging, you know, like I said, was actually getting the product made because you di- we didn't know anything. So that was a challenge. And then that was early e-commerce. So you had to build a website. That website actually had to work. You had to market it. Like there were mm-hmm. all of these things that were happening at that time that are nothing like what they're ha- like what's happening now. For example, now we're on Shopify. Back in the day, I think we built um, our first website on Magento, which was way, way too big mm-hmm. for what we were, and it was very complex. And you know, you learn so many things just going through that process of, you know, one step at a time. You get better after each thing that you do. So the whole thing, even till today is a learning process. Every day we're like, oh, wow. Oh, we'll do that better next time still every day. Do you feel like, I mean, obviously you're, you're, I don't think you guys have like vacations during August, right? Typically. I mean, that is your, (laughs) I mean, you ended that whole thing. You're doing vacations on sort of, you probably get better deals. Like you're getting the, you're doing the off season um, because that's your prime time, right? I mean, it's during, right before school and, uh, you know, 
this, I can only imagine the customer service things. If something, if FedEx or whoever you guys use, UPS doesn't show up in time. And I, I mean, I can only imagine <laughs> my first child going to college and, yeah. you know, why isn't it here or can't find it in some ways. So how, what do you, I mean, it, it is a big moment when people are going off to school and they want their kid's dorm room. I, I don't know. It's probably ranked up there with babies and weddings. I mean, it's, it's a, we it's think a so. right. I think so <laughs> yes. too. And I think it's, people are yeah. probably really uh, like they're on high alert for if very you know, emotional, very a lot emotional, of anxiety. Right. And so how do you deal with that? Like, how do you deal with, you know, having a business that is so in many ways, high touch with the customers? It's, I mean, I think that's such a big portion of our success is how Mm -hmm. connected we are with the customer, how high touch the service that we offer is, whether that's free design services where we hop on a video call um, or work with one of our customers in a pop-up shop to just design your room from start to finish for no cost at all, um, or going above and beyond above and above and beyond when it comes to that last mile of receiving your product and making sure that that move-in process is as seamless as possible. So, you know, we're not scaling our customer experience team in a way that's not via a human interaction. Um, The people that we bring onto that team have such an important role in our business and, you know, they have to be part therapist, part designer, part assistant. Um, and it's a really important role. And, you know, that's something that we take really seriously and every single negative comment is responded to and handled in such a careful way so that we're, you know, turning around that experience, however it might ne- might need to be turned around. Um, but I think that human interaction is so important and I touched on our pop-up shops briefly, but we have been growing that strategy over time. Um, because we've seen a lot of success in showing the product in a physical space and allowing a customer to come into a brick and mortar location with their roommate and with their parents and meeting a expert stylist who is a junior or senior in college that's been there before. And while it might take time and um, you know it's a two hour experience in our store, they leave remembering that experience. Um, it was such a defining part of their transition to college. And I think that the group as a whole um, really feels prepared, not only with the product, but like what to expect and all of the anxieties that they might have. Um, so I think just in conclusion, our customer experience team, the content that we're sharing on social media, whether it's about mental health and homesickness or how to do workouts in your dorm room or how to, of course, decorate Um, We're really speaking to the customer about all of the things that they're experiencing um, outside of just the product itself. I love it. And so you talked about pop-up stores, but you have, these are your stores. Where, how many locations do you guys have? So they're just seasonal. We open for Mm -hmm. the summertime between May and August. And this past season, we were open in New York, Boston, Philadelphia, Dallas, and Chicago. And um, our New York showroom is actually in our office. I'm here right now. And it's a, it's like an appointment only space, but we've been opening these pop-ups during the summer uh, since 2018. And we've been, you know, expanding on the locations that we're at every single year. Um, but so far, so good. 
Oh, I love it. It's such a great idea to have that because I, I certainly would have wanted to go to one and having everything in one location. I, I think it's, it's yeah. super, and super smart. Also, one other thing with the pop-ups and even what Amanda was talking about with the it being a milestone moment, a lot of times people aren't thinking about what it means to a mom. So this this like interaction of choosing the dorm room and the decor of what your child is going to be living in, at least in their freshman year and hopefully beyond, they, you know, it's like a bonding moment. So there's sometimes that the mom or the father, you know, the parent feels like this is the last chance that they're going to have this kind of experience with their child. And to be able to have that in our store is kind of cool. And we get to see the, you know, the interaction and, um, we get to be a part of it. It's really special. I love it. No, I, I totally, totally get it. Having three uh, <laughs> out in the college, one headed in, into that direction. So do you think that there's more more girls? Are your, I, I would say your customers are probably the mothers, I'm guessing, right. but, you know, the parents. Uh, but what's the split? I'm so curious between girls' rooms and boys' rooms. Well, we We're obviously a, started a, focusing on the girls, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, but we're yeah. we're moving into adding more guys. I was just going to say that we have been very focused. So starting with that female college student, we know there's a big opportunity for guys, and we do have some product for guys. And we made it a goal of ours when my younger brother went to college that we would have some boys uh, decor and bedding specific for that audience. Um, but we've been growing it every year and, you know, we're really focused on making sure that we're giving the right experience to that customer, whether it's the parent or the student. And, um, it's a really important part of our strategy for next year. I love it. So very cool. I have one that, that went off to school and is, uh, is at Tulane and, uh, on hiatus (laughs) right now. I know, I know is on, you know, on hiatus from the flooding. So hopefully he'll be back there very, very soon, but, uh, lots and lots of fun. So you started this business, Amanda, uh, when you were in college, would you recommend that to other college students? Um, you know, what was your feeling on that? I mean, I think on the one hand, actually just having this hands-on sort of opportunity, I think so often I talk to a lot of students when I'm speaking on campuses and I think it's really hard for them to kind of visualize what some of the different issues are. And you definitely were like trying to find people when you're on deadline to do something. And, you know, you're, you're thinking about all the dotting I's and crossing T's when a lot of students aren't really doing that. And what, what's your sense? I could go both ways on this question and it, of course, always comes up when I'm talking to students too. So I'll just paint both scenarios. So I think that if you have an idea while you're in school, you're always at risk of someone taking your idea and doing it faster than you or better than you. So if you really believe in it and the timing just works while you're in school, pursue it because of, of course, the like, first mover advantage, but also you have a lot of resources on campus to support you. And um, whether that's like an entrepreneurship center or um, pitch competitions that you have easy access to and just alumni networks, if you need to raise capital, um, there's so many resources that um, I think are helpful and you can 
I think today really like weave in some of your own entrepreneurial uh, curiosities into your schoolwork. So if you're taking a class where you can, you know, apply that, it's the best of both worlds. So that's the one hand. Um, But I would also say for those that are interested in entrepreneurship or really intrigued about starting their own business, you know, I encounter a lot of students who are searching for their idea and like forcing it to happen while they're in school. But if I was in that position, I would advise them to learn as much as they can mm-hmm. and, you know, soak it all up while they're in school. It's the only opportunity that they have to have that freedom and really learn about such a wide variety of different topics and meet different people and do different internships. So I would just hate for that experience of doing internships and really taking advantage of your four years in college to get disrupted by like feeling like you want to start a business, but not really having something to grasp onto. I totally agree. I tell people like, don't force the, the idea, right? You have to, you have to let it come to you and, and allow your curiosity to really lead. Yeah. It's so much easier today. Um, you know, 10 years later to actually start something, whether you just pop up a, um, Instagram profile or a TikTok profile and then start selling stuff through an affiliate fashion or like, there's so many ways that you can just start something. So it's really about how you handle it. Like maybe it's something small while you're in school because you're learning, but you know, you don't need to full fledged launch into it. No, I think that's really important. And when people hear, I think about you and sort of your story too, I think it's like you, it really, you have to have a partner. You have to have an idea. I think probably um, somebody to balance you along the way too, because I think so often one of the reasons yeah. why I wrote my book was to really share with people that I think entrepreneurism is getting, has gotten kind of this, you know, there's a bunch of unicorns and it just, boom, like just happens and there's no hard stuff along the way. And I think it's just, it can be lonely along the way. And I I talk to entrepreneurs all the time and some college students too have started businesses. I'm like, you know, take some deep breaths and relax a little bit and try and, and you don't have to go super fast. I mean, you guys have, we've been doing our business for 16 years. You guys have been, you know, doing your business for 10, right? A little over 10. And so it's how many years? Is that right? 10 years? I mean, yeah, that's right. Like, yeah. 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 Like I wasn't really working on it full time until after I graduated. So I double majored. I was in a sorority. I did all the things I wanted to do and I didn't let that interfere. But you know, once I graduated then. Yeah. Right into it. (laughs) So interesting. So, um, how did like, how did COVID and the pandemic kind of affect you guys as a business? How challenging was it for you? It was, I think the uncertainty was the most challenging part of it, just mm-hmm. having to plan for so many different scenarios. And I think like the we both look back and our entire team looks back on the pandemic. And I can't say that it like... It, was, it wasn't all negative. It was mm-hmm. positive because we learned so much and we had to pivot in ways. And I was like uncomfortable and had to learn new things and problem solve in a way that we had never been faced with. So in a lot of ways, it was such a great learning opportunity. Um, the business itself definitely 
was um, it, like there was new customers that came in who were just decorating their homes or their home bedrooms. Mm-hmm. And there was more than just that college customer that was shopping. So we launched things like a dormify at home hashtag to make sure that it was clear that, you know, you could design your home bedroom, whether you're in high school or not going back to campus. And um, our product really works in any of those spaces. Um, And we really listened to what our customer wanted to hear from us in terms of our content on social too. So, um, you know, this, that move in time, August, 2020 was definitely interesting. Um, We were hit with a lot of roadblocks and obstacles with just how, you know, shipping carriers were um, performing and everything was delayed. So, and the warehouse, you know, our entire, yeah, yeah, the warehouses didn't have employees. Everything was a problem. Right. So, you know, our entire team was on customer service and dealing with all of the moms who weren't getting their packages because UPS wasn't delivering. Um, but you know, we pushed through, we managed to work um, remotely and develop a whole new line of products remotely. We did a photo shoot, um, not in a real dorm setting like we normally do, but we built that dorm setting in our office and we kind of just rolled with the punches. Um, but we still grew. So, you know, home decor was still relevant for a lot of people during that time. And um, we were there for anyone that needed to make their space feel more like home. I love it. And then obviously so many schools did open up in the spring. So your schedule kind of changed a little bit from what it normally was. Yeah. Got a little bump in January. (laughs) Yeah. Which is really, really interesting. And then uh, you also have a business, you touched on it where it's an at home and apartments business. So you're continuing mm-hmm. the journey with that customer um, into yep. beyond that. So how is that business going? It's been great. And it actually goes younger than the college student um, to start. And we have lots of teens who are in middle school and high school that um, love Dormify. Maybe their older siblings shopped with us for college. And um, especially with TikTok, just being what it is, a lot of teens are transitioning their like little girl room into their big girl room. So we're starting, um, we're starting young with the teens, uh, and dormify and then they grow into a college customer. And, um, you know, the, the campus apartment segment is also a really important one because, you know, over the four years at school, you're changing your bed size at least once and you need to buy new bedding. And of course your style changes, um, you have a shared living space with other roommates and you might need um, some bigger furniture items. So we're really growing our furniture category um, for both that campus apartment and post-grad apartment world and um, introducing a lot more in that category and just new product categories like seating and beds and like real furniture items. So that's all being tested right now. And um, we're introducing care packages this fall as well so that parents can send care packages to their students, friends can send them to friends, and just something else to come back to Dormify for once you've already moved in. I love it. That is absolutely so, so smart. I'm very excited for that. I have to go on and, and shop from that. That's, uh, that's really, really great. So tell us a little bit about where 
people can follow you. You mentioned TikTok, you mentioned uh, Instagram, and obviously your website. Uh, but I would love to hear from you. Where do people get more inspiration about your brand and and really from you guys and, and hear more about what you're doing? Yeah, so um, definitely follow Dormify at Dormify on TikTok and Instagram. TikTok is a lot of really entertaining uh, videos that are super fun. And then we have tons of inspiration on Pinterest and on Instagram. Um, And then on our website, like you said, dormify.com, we actually design full rooms that are fully shoppable. So all the inspiration, you can actually make it your own and customize it for yourself, but then add to cart and send it straight home. Um, But then, you know, we're both on Instagram and on LinkedIn. So I love it. So, so great. Well, thank you to you both for coming on. It's been total pleasure, Amanda and Karen. Thank you for, you know, sharing a lot more about your brand and how you built it and just some of the challenges that you've had and where you guys are headed. And it's just such an amazing story. So thank you so much for coming on. And thanks everyone for listening. And We are here every Monday and Wednesday with amazing stories of founders and and incredible brands and just people sharing so much with us to help us learn and inspire us and uh, definitely give this episode five stars and (laughs) subscribe to the podcast and all that kind of stuff. And hopefully you guys have had a chance to follow me on social at Kara Golden as well. And also, uh, if you haven't had a chance to buy my book, it it really digs into kind of the the warts and all of of building a brand. And uh, I would love to hear from all of you as well. So thank you. Have a great week, everyone. Before we sign off, I want to talk to you about fear. People like to talk about fearless leaders, But achieving big goals isn't about fearlessness. Successful leaders recognize their fears and decide to deal with them head on in order to move forward. This is where my new book, Undaunted, comes in. This book is designed for anyone who wants to succeed in the face of fear, overcome doubts, and live a little undaunted. Order your copy today at undauntedthebook.com and learn how to look your doubts and doubters in the eye and achieve your dreams. For a limited time, you'll also receive a free case of Hint Water. Do you have a question for me or want to nominate an innovator to Spotlight? Send me a tweet at Kara Golden and let me know. And if you like what you heard, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. You can also follow along with me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn at Kara Golden. Golden. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.